What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 196. We're here on Tuesday, July 7th. And before we jump into the show today, we have a very important message from the Trump campaign who we've partnered with. Obviously, you know, we here at Triggered are in full support of the president's reelection and will be working very hard for it over the next four months. President Trump has a huge announcement for his top supporters. We will be celebrating the 2020 Republican National Convention this summer, and he wants you to enter for your chance to join him at the convention. If you win, the team will cover the flight, hotel, and give you VIP passes for yourself and a guest. All you have to do is text GUEST to 88022 today for your chance to meet President Trump at the convention. Again, that's GUEST. G-U-E-S-T to 88022 to enter to win this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be his special guest. This message was paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. And let's jump into the show with rehashing the media meltdown, the liberal media meltdown, over President Trump's spectacular 4th of July speeches. Yes. First at Mount Rushmore and then here in Washington, D.C., the fact that they are absolutely losing their minds over this yeah. <laughs> shows to me that they were absolutely tremendous speeches. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you spent a lot of time covering this because you yeah. were on the holiday shift. Yep. What What's your main takeaway from from those two tremendous events? And, yeah. and keep in mind the Mount Rushmore event yeah. after he gave that speech. Yeah. Spectacular fireworks show. Amazing. It was just Amazing. true America at its yeah. best. Amazing. What's your takeaway? My takeaway, listen, it's nothing that our listeners haven't known for years, which is that for a while, we've all known that the left you know, hates America, but they never had the numbers, for example, to outwardly express that. Mm-hmm. Now they have these woke legions. They got a lefty mob going out. They got a culturally ascendant, progressive, unhinged, uh, you know, revolution. revolution is what they're calling going it. On. Yeah. yeah, right. So now they can be outwardly disdainful of America, mm-hmm. and you saw that with the dark and divisive speech that the New York Times, uh, which was her name, Amy Carney, wrote about. Mm-hmm. If tra- that was dark and divisive, then Bernie Sanders is canceled because he went there in 2016 yeah. and said this is the best that this country has to offer when he, when he looked at, when he pointed to the Mount Rushmore. Obama was there. Obama was Hillary there. Hillary was there. Everybody has been to Mount Rushmore. Yeah. So this whole, like, you know, retrospe- retroactive and, like, this enlightened, you know, this developing, you know, oh, well, it needs to go. It's just ridiculous. Well, it highlights the media's hypocrisy on everything having yeah, to do yeah. with Trump because oh, their, yeah. their entire mission at this yeah. point is orange man bad. Yeah. And they hate the fact that President Trump is a cheerleader for America yes. and traditional American values. And the speech focused on protecting American history, mm-hmm. honoring our founders and other yeah. key figures in America. And equality and liberty. Yeah, Two equal, things yep. that Frederick Douglass and Martin Luther King espoused their entire lifetimes. So I, these people didn't read the speech. They obviously didn't watch the speech. They all had these hot takes, you know, preloaded. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was absolute, it was an absolute fiasco. But those ideas, fiasco. those ideas, equality and justice are the ideas that continue to make this nation great. Yeah. And the, the qualities that the left is trying to tear apart – Let's, we got a, a few great clips of these speeches here. So the first one we've got up is President Trump saying Mount Rushmore will never be desecrated. And this was huge because there obviously was a protest there against them where yeah. they blocked yeah. uh, the Trump supporters from entering the amphitheater, the roads there, which they then towed away and they had uh, some troops there to yeah. break things up. But this was one of my favorite parts. And let's take a listen to this. 
Today, we pay tribute to the exceptional lives and extraordinary legacies of George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, and Teddy Roosevelt. I am here as your president to proclaim before the country and before the world, this monument will never be desecrated. These heroes will never be defaced. Their legacy will never, ever be destroyed. Their achievements will never be forgotten. And Mount Rushmore will stand forever as an eternal tribute to our forefathers and to our freedom. It will never be desecrated. <laughs> and that's great. We're never giving up that land. No. But let's, okay, so this is part of the huge debate here is that, yeah. oh, you took the Native Americans' lands. Yeah. Yeah. We did. Yeah. We conquered them a couple hundred years ago, and it's done. It's over. You're yeah. never getting that land back, and we that's how that it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, w there's the clip from uh, Tombstone, right, where he's yeah, like, let's so. not pretend like you weren't a bunch of savages yeah. before we came here. You were killing each other. It wasn't just, you know, the, quote, white man that did yeah, this, no. right? Yeah. Like, that's a part of but history also, that they just like, overstate. Yeah, exactly. And, like, this has been known, like, for years. Yep. Decades. And all of a sudden, now, just yep. now, we need to blow up Mount Rushmore? No, no, no. Sorry. It's not It's not a national memorial. It's some some place where mm -hmm. there's uh, the faces of slaveholders on there now. Yeah. We got the woke lecture prior to the speech, folks, from yeah. CNN, which was absolutely nauseating. Don't and, watch it. You and don't need on, to. on the 244th birthday of our great nation, nothing was more important than the president declaring America will proclaim the ideals in the Declaration of Independence forever. Let's listen to that. We will proclaim the ideals of the Declaration of Independence, and we will never surrender the spirit and the courage and the cause of July 4th. 1776. Upon this ground, we will stand firm and unwavering in the face of lies meant to divide us, demoralize us, and diminish us. We will show that the story of America unites us, inspires us, includes us all, and makes everyone free. It's a day that should bring pride to everybody. Yeah. And somehow it has morphed into this – I mean if it – you know, it's following party lines along the same exact thing. Yeah. Either you love America or you yeah. or you hate America. I, I've seen people who were very reasonable liberals up until recently yeah. who over the weekend were saying, oh, America was never great and we shouldn't be celebrating America at all. Uh, what? Yeah. Fourth of July is canceled? What? Yeah. I, I, yeah. This is, it just I, makes yeah. me sick. Fourth of July just used to be about fireworks, enjoying family, you know. The Fourth of July is dogs by far and burgers my and... favorite holiday of the entire year. Well, mine's because, Kwanzaa. Yeah, you mean the fake one? The fake one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking that Sandra Dean or Kwanzaa. We'll save that to pay for December. Yeah. <laughs> but the, but it really is my favorite day because it was it used to be the day where we can all celebrate being Americans. No matter yeah. your political party, yeah. everyone could get together at a Fourth of July party, yeah. set off some fireworks, set off explosives, as we're meant to do as Americans, and put politics aside for the day. But not now. No, Not no. in this climate, no. right? And yeah, you have to enjoy your burger, dog, and a, and a lecture from some Birkenstock-wearing, kale-eat, chip-eating motherfucker, you know, bashing the country. So Yeah, and that's what it was. I yeah. mean, I've heard from multiple people. And 
The interesting thing, just a quick aside here. Yeah. Over the past week, I've received six separate messages from people saying that either their podcast listeners or their Twitter followers saying, I can't say these things because of the threat of cancel culture and the intimidation of our livelihoods, our jobs yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But keep fighting. And that's the silent majority. That's yeah. why I still feel that no matter what we see as far as polling or media narrative or anything like that, that when the people truly get to have their voices heard in November, they're going to yeah. go out there and they're going to reelect President Trump yeah. because people don't want to lose America. And we're going to talk about the Flight 93 election a little bit further into this yeah. because this truly is the Flight 93 election. If we thought 2016 was, this is 20 times that. Yeah. Another great line from the president's speech, uh, him saying that we're going to raise the next generation of American patriots and we will raise our kids so that they can achieve anything. Roll that clip. From this night... And from this magnificent place, let us go forward united in our purpose and rededicated in our resolve. We will raise the next generation of American patriots. We will write the next thrilling chapter of the American adventure. And we will teach our children to know that they live in a land of legends that nothing can stop them, and that no one can hold them down. And interestingly enough, he mm -hmm. brings that up because we ran a poll into the field before the 4th of July, yeah. surveying the youth of our country between high school and college students. Did you know that in that poll, we had 93% of high school students have a positive image of the American flag. Oh. But once they go to college, that drops to, by nearly half. Eh. So what does that tell you? That tells you that these colleges, who are not only ripping the students off, yeah. they're indoctrinating them. Yeah. They're indoctrinating them with anti-American yeah. ideals. And you don't really need to go any further than what the Washington Post published about how we need to rethink the global impact of July 4th. Oh, It disgusting. basically, folks, it blamed us for declaring independence, beating the British, and then the British colonizing India. We're responsible Mm -hmm. For the colonization of India and global racism, when Britain had had interest in Brit in India since like the 16th well, century, you, so it's historically illiterate to begin with. You remember <laughs> they said that we created slavery. I'm oh like, yeah, uh, yeah. Tim Kaine said that on the Senate floor. It's, yeah. it's in the congressional the guy, record. The guy who was the candidate for vice president said that we created slavery. Yeah, as if it didn't exist for exactly. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years yeah. before that. Um, so like, who? What was Moses and his people to the Egyptians? <laughs> Yeah. Right? I mean, it's honestly, unbelievable. it's ridiculous. It's unbelievable. Uh, uh, speaking of liberal bias, you know, Layla Santiago, who's just a total liberal hack. Yeah. Uh, let's just take a listen to what she had to say. And Jake, kicking off the Independence Day weekend, President Trump will be at uh, Mount Rushmore, where he'll be standing in front of a monument of two slave owners and on land wrestled away from Native Americans, told that uh, be focusing on the effort to, quote, tear down our country's history. All right, Leila Santiago, with that report, thank you so much. Are you kidding me? No. A monument of two slave owners and land wrestled away from Native Americans. Yeah. So that's all that our, our founding fathers have been reduced to now is yeah. two slave owners. I mean, yeah. these, you know, I was. There's no room for nuance with these, with this, with this woke protocol of, uh, you know, yeah. the, the, the woke police retroactively applying this code to every. If you're not perfect, you're destroyed. And no one 
survives. And that's I, and that's precisely the point, though. That's I was trying to spend the weekend celebrating this country, but I couldn't help be disgusted by what I, I saw that's bad. from these liberals. Yeah. I mean, bad. it is just totally yeah. anti-American propaganda. Yep. Yep. At the end of the day, that's all it is. I mean, Storm, and, Frederick Douglass has been targeted. Oh, I know. I mean, Frederick Douglass is now canceled. But they've been ripping down abolitionists for months. Yeah, Ulysses they, S. Grant was torn they down. They ripped down statues in Philly of people yeah. who were against slavery. Yeah. You know, they say Benjamin Franklin is canceled. He was one of the biggest opponents of slavery yeah. at the moment that they were signing the Declaration. Yeah. yeah. They have no knowledge of yeah. American history. Yeah. And these people are just sheep. They do what they're told by the terrorist leaders of Black Lives Matter, and yeah. I will call them terrorists yeah. because we're going to talk about yeah, BLM Incorporated yeah. in a little bit yeah. because it's nothing but an arm of the left yeah. leftist Democrat Party in this but, country. But, you know, don't worry. PBS's uh, Yamichi Alcindor says that the protesters know what they're doing. They understand what yeah. they're doing. I'm glad, she's paid, I'm glad yeah, she's no. paid for her liberal opinions with taxpayer yeah, no. dollars. Yeah. Real good investment yeah. that we have there, right? Yeah. And we should really defund PBS and NPR after what we've seen here. Maybe we'll get that in a second Trump term. Yes. But some of the headlines from leftist media. New York Times. Trump uses Mount Rushmore speech to deliver divisive culture war message. Dark and divisive. Oh, dark yeah. and divisive. Yeah. Yes. L.A. Times, so only they're allowed to do yeah. it, right? Yeah. They're only they're allowed to only wage the culture war. Only they can be dark and, des- uh, dark and divisive. Well, no, no. They think that only they're allowed to wage the culture oh, war. Oh, yeah, that too. They think that, that we too. should yeah. lay down yeah. and be run over with tanks. Yeah. That's what they really think. And the L.A. Times, out at Mount Rushmore, Trump uses Fourth of July celebration to stoke a culture war. <sighs> ABC News, Trump pushes racial division, flouts virus rules at Rushmore. Remember... We always talk about the talking point memos that go yeah. out. They clearly all got yeah. them. And it was probably even pre-written. Because, absolutely. Because oh, absolutely this was pre-written. They hate the 4th of July, yet they'll take it as a company holiday. Yeah, yeah. MSNBC uh, on you know this weekend says that Mount Rushmore is a symbol of white supremacy. Let's take a listen to that. Oh, my God. And so choosing this spot built on sacred indigenous land that was seized illegally and at a time when America finally faces a reckoning over its ugly racial history wasn't just a wink at white supremacies. This was a rallying call. On the same show, a guest celebrated the 4th by denouncing fireworks and freedom and attacking George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Teddy Roosevelt, and Abraham Lincoln, who obviously are the four on Mount Rushmore, as slave-owning, racist, horrible white men. Horrible, horrible white men. Who's, Emphasize the horrible. Yeah, who, is this, who is this clown? Let's take a listen. Yeah. It's been desecrated by putting these slave-owning, racist, horrible, horrible white men in 60-foot statues on this wall. Um, it's not enough that we're going to utilize every bit of, of uh, not even dog whistle anymore, but just express racist rhetoric. It's not enough that he do this, but instead we have to do this on the day that symbolizes for a good portion of the United States that doesn't know better, the notion, the spectacle of freedom. Of course, we know that, you know, we, we understand, speaking of dog whistles, we, we, we understand how smart dogs are at this time of year because they're the only ones that are smart enough to get away from the fireworks. They know that it has nothing to do with freedom. We should be hiding from that language. We should be hiding from that rhetoric. But these people are just out of their yeah, minds. They, they, they don't, they don't, I'm sorry. You, it you, was an amazing speech. Yeah. I, I felt so proud of our country at that moment. Yeah. And for them to take that away from that, I mean, it just tells me that, 
the two sides are getting further and further entrenched. Yeah. And they're, you know, no matter who's the president, yeah. whether it's Trump or anyone else after him, there will never be a coming together no. in this country. Oh, well, when a Democrat, you know, occupies the Oval Office, we may not even celebrate Fourth of July. I wouldn't be surprised. Right? I mean, well, I mean, honestly, well, with the way we're going, I mean, I mean, and, and this from the New York Times, not not surprising because the the, the woke people there have already scalped the op. You know, they've they've already taken over. Mm-hmm. So, did I you mean, see Joe Biden's anti-American message, the oh, ninety-two yeah. second message that he oh, posted yeah. from his basement? Yeah, from the, the the body double. Yeah, and was basically stumbling and bumbling the whole yeah. time anyway. Yeah, but all of this. Happened, you know, the night after the speech and the morning after the speech going into July 4th. But President Trump didn't back down because he's our fighter. And he delivered another amazing speech during the 2020 Salute to America event. And he saluted the men and women of history that made our country great. Let's take a listen to that. All Americans living today are the heirs of this magnificent legacy. We are the descendants of the most daring and courageous people ever to walk on the face of the earth. We inherit their towering confidence, unwavering enthusiasm, their unbridled ambition, and their unrelenting optimism. This is the untamed spirit that built this glorious nation And this is the spirit that burns brightly within the soul of every American patriot. That is why we pay tribute to generations of American heroes whose names have etched on our monuments and memorials and in the pages of history and in the hearts of a very grateful people. We will never allow an angry mob to tear down our statues, erase our history, indoctrinate our children, or trample on our freedoms. We will safeguard our values, traditions, customs, and beliefs. We will teach our children to cherish and adore their country so that they can build its future. Together we will fight for the American dream and we will defend, protect, and preserve American way of life. We, this quote, we are the descendants of the most daring and courageous people ever to walk the face of the earth. This is the untamed spirit that built this glorious nation. I, when I heard that live, I could just hear liberal heads exploding yeah. across the country. Yeah. You can't say anything good about America. Cannot say it. Otherwise, you're a racist. Nope. So that makes, that makes and me a white had, supremacist. They had an amazing flyover yeah. of all those planes, World yeah. War II planes. Let's not forget, we were the country that beat back Nazism and fascism yeah. and communism. Yes. Right? We've accrued more power in this world and used it for good than any other country in history. But we're the terrible ones, right? Yeah. We're the horrible ones. Oh, and by the way, the fireworks show in D.C. was the most spectacular thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that was good. It was by far the best that D.C.'s ever had, and the liberals couldn't take that either. Yeah. Like, how could you damage the environment with so many explosives? Fuck off. Yeah. How about that? Fireworks (laughs) are going to be racist. Oh, yeah, they're definitely racist. Fireworks are going to be racist soon. You just wait. You just wait, folks. You just – it's it's cooking in that pot, that woke pot of – 
bullshit. And it's not just the media who wants to take a hammer to America's history. Even our elected, you know, elected in air quotes because she's from a state where, you know, they're... All you need need is a D next to your name. You get like 75% of the vote. Illinois Senator Tammy Duckworth, who's one of my least favorites. She's right on par with Maisie Hirono. And she went on CNN uh, saying that she's open to taking down statues of the racist George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. Let's listen to that. And then... We'll debunk another lie. George Washington, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would call him a traitor. And there are no. moves by some to remove uh, statues of him. Is that a good idea? I think we should listen to the, everybody. I think we should listen to, to the argument there. But remember that the president at Mount Rushmore was standing on ground that was stolen from Native Americans who had actually been given that land during a treaty. Um, and again, let's talk about the greater context of where we are in our country right now. And then going further on that. Isn't she a daughter of the American Revolution? Yeah. Oh, yeah, her because her dad, she's she's descendants of. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. No, I oh know. Oh my god! I know, I know. And and just a, there was a tweet of hers from just a few years ago yeah. that uh, glorified Mount Rushmore too. Oh, you know, Mount Rushmore was never an issue until President Trump came into yeah. office. But then the media went out there and lied even further, saying that in these speeches, when President Trump is talking about defending history, he was solely talking about defending Confederate statues. Yeah. And that is our lie of the week because not once did he mention any Confederate official, Confederate general, Confederate soldier at all in defending those statues. That's a debate that we could have in defending those statues. But to say that he said that when he clearly didn't, if you read the transcript, if you watch the video, I mean, that is just a, a terrible lie. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It like, we know they lie. That's what the left does. But, that's what they're going to do through the election. They're just going to make up shit that he didn't say and say he said it. And while all this was happening over the weekend, yeah. we saw a rash of violence in Democrat-run major cities across this country that we haven't seen in a very long time. No, no. A very the, long the time. The Big Apple has is devolving into the crime-ridden hellhole that it was in the 80s. Yep, and it's as, out of control. As progressives and anarchists call for the defunding of police across the country, crime is skyrocketing. Over the Fourth of July weekend alone, there were sixty-four shootings and nine fatalities in New York City, yeah. according to the NYPD. Yep. And that may even be undercounted a bit because statistics are still catching up. Yes. In Chicago, there were eighty-seven shootings and seventeen deaths. One of those deaths was a seven-year-old girl, Natalie Wallace. In Atlanta. 26 people were shot and five people were killed, including Sicoria Turner, an eight-year-old girl. Ugh. One of them, and I can't remember who, I think it was in Atlanta, Sicoria yeah. Turner, an eight-year-old girl, was in the backyard of her grandmother at a 4th of July celebration, yeah, yeah. shot dead. Yeah. And of course, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who... I don't think she even knows that she's alive. Yeah, well, I don't want to comment on her appearance because that'll just be construed as racist. But just take <laughs> oh, a look I can. at... I'll, I'll comment Oh, yeah, that's it. true. You are a person yeah, of color. She, she looks like a fucking zombie. <laughs> she, she's scary. <laughs> she looks like a zombie. It looks like she's she's got a Beetlejuice. <laughs> I was just about to say, she looks like Beetlejuice yeah. with a small head. Yeah, black um, Beetlejuice. <laughs> oh, my God. You can say that. Um, <laughs> but she blamed the deaths on coronavirus. Let's listen to this bullshit. Oh, my God. Compared to last year, shootings up 40%. percent mm-hmm. Uh, homicides up more than 30%. Mm-hmm. So and just point blank, what is happening right now? 
All of these forces are coming together at the same time and making it very difficult. The ecosystem of public safety that isn't just law enforcement, but is local, community-based. They, too, have really been hit hard by COVID and are now just kind of coming back online and getting their footing. And she's not the only one yeah. blaming coronavirus. De Blasio said the same thing. Yeah, what does I, that have I, to do with it? I don't know. What does that have to do with it? I mean, they and, can't... Yeah, I mean, remember, they, they can't... <laughs> And in Atlanta, if it goes against narrative, just ignore mm-hmm. or, or or pivot. And in Atlanta, obviously, which is in Georgia, yeah. Democrat Senate candidate John Ossoff had nothing to say about the violence until we reported on his silence about yeah. it. Then he came out with a statement and tried to blame it on guns and say we need gun control. Oh my god, <laughs> gun uh, control. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. these people. I mean, there's a reason why Ossoff lost when he ran against Karen Handel. Just saying. I would be willing. <laughs> I would be willing to bet a month's worth of paychecks that the guns that were killed, 99 percent of the guns that were used in these killings, were illegal. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, tell that to the gangbangers and the police who want to defund turn, the police. Yeah, turn over, and turn over your guns and gun control. Yeah, yeah. And there's a reason that we're seeing the most gun purchases we have ever seen in this country because law-abiding, real American citizens who just want to live their lives in peace and civility are arming themselves because they can't rely on the Democrat government to protect themselves. And and, and unfortunately, there are some people who cannot do that because they, they have yet to obtain a new residence ID. Yeah, you see, in California and New Jersey, there are scores of people who cannot get these IDs because the DMVs are shut down, so yeah. they are left defenseless. So, in, in essence, it's a de facto gun ban on new residents. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, ha- you, have, you have that to you, deal with. So, uh, Governor Kemp is stepping up in Georgia and deploying yeah. the National Guard to Atlanta. Wow, saying that this recent trend of lawlessness is outrageous and unacceptable. So, good for him. Uh, we will. We won't hesitate to take action without the local leaders. So good for him. And in New York City, the New York's po- the New York Post's cover reads this morning, "Quote: Crime ravaged city cries out for help. Bill, do something." Yeah. And it's the exact same cover that was published during the 1980s mm-hmm. when Mayor Dinkins let the city fall into the most chaos it's ever seen. One term mayor. And. Uh, according to all my friends up in New York, they're just counting down the days till de Blasio's term ends. Oh. But here's the thing, and I said this to them. I said, yeah, and, and a few of them are liberals. I said, yeah, but you're just going to replace him with another Democrat who thinks exactly like him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The days of a uh, Bloomberg mayorship where he basically ran the city as a conservative, as far conservative as you could be and get elected in New yeah, York City, yeah. are over. Yeah. You're never going to see another Bloomberg. No. So what's that going to do, right? It's yeah. just going to continue to devolve into chaos. These these liberal mayors who run these Democrat cities are feckless. And in fact, I mean, is it on purpose? Maybe. I mean, I can't. Maybe. I can't. Solely attribute to the fact that they're idiotic. Like it's been six decades of the same. It's a cycle. Exactly. Exactly. It's six decades of crime, misery, poverty. Has any black family moved in any positive direction? I mean, besides education, because of the charter schools, I will say that. Well, yeah. But Bill De Blasio is anti-charter school, so you got that to deal with. Luckily, um, not to mention schools are are governed by the mayor. President, uh, the governor controls. Yeah, but President Trump put opportunity zones into place with Senator Tim Scott. That's the only thing that's been helping inner cities, right? Yeah, 
What what have Democrats done to help the people that they claim to represent and help? Besides take yeah. their vote for granted every single year. Yeah. We'll wait. We'll wait. <laughs> yeah. Don't hold your breath. Mm-hmm. We'll wait. <laughs> and Kaylee McEnany yesterday dropped an absolute truth bomb on the media after they failed to ask these questions. The media, all they wanted to talk about in there was the Confederate flag. So let's take a listen to all these dumb questions and listen to McEnany's rightful shaming of them because it was a totally embarrassing... I mean, the profession of journalism has become nothing more than the opposition party to the president. Yeah. Do you remember when Trump first enemies became president? Enemies of the people. And he called them enemies of people. Yeah. I said, you know, maybe that's a little too heavy-handed. No. no. They've lived up to every bit yeah. of it. Yeah. And they are the opposition party. Do you remember yeah. when Spicer called them yeah, the opposition Yeah, they are. They've lived into that role. So it was a self-fulfilling prophecy, yeah. honestly. And uh, Mr. Producer put together a great, uh, a great compilation of clips here. Let's take a listen to that. Why is the president so supportive of flying the Confederate flag? So my question is, why is the president so supportive of flying the Confederate flag? Does he believe NASCAR should fly the Confederate flag? What is the president's position? Does he think NASCAR made a mistake by banning the Confederate flag? So let's, let's drill down on, on the Confederate flag. Why would the president not praise NASCAR for removing the Confederate flag. What exactly does the president see as positive or uniting then about the Confederate flag? Why can't this White House unambiguously state whether or not it supports displays of the Confederate flag? No, and what about an yeah. unambiguous statement on the Confederate flag? Are we capable of doing that? You know, I was asked probably 12 questions about the Confederate flag. Uh, this president's focused on action, and I'm a little dismayed that I didn't receive one question on the deaths that we got in this country this weekend. I didn't receive one question about New York City shootings doubling for the third straight week and over the last seven days shooting skyrocket by 142%. Not one question. I didn't receive one question about five children who were killed. And I'll leave you with this remark by a dad. It broke my heart. A dad of an eight-year-old lost in Atlanta this weekend. They say Black Lives Matters. You killed a child. She didn't do nothing to nobody was his quote. We need to be focused on securing our streets, making sure no lives are lost because all black lives matter. That of David Dorn and that of this eight-year-old girl. Thank you. Can't say it better than her. Kaylee McEnany knows how to take these people down. And you see them all complaining yeah. on Twitter. Oh, yeah. They say, these aren't press briefings. These are just yell at reporter. Yeah, because you events. suck. When you, when you spend a boatload of time talking about Confederate flags... You deserve to be slapped. Well, they were complaining the that no new no new information or data or news is coming out of these briefings. Yeah, because you're asking the yeah. wrong fucking questions. Well, you're asking – yeah. Jim Acosta is going to really get a scoop out of the right. fucking press. Ask okay. something that actually has meaning to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Ask about things that the administration is doing to improve lives for everyday Americans. No, they don't want to yeah, do that no. because that would make the president no. look not evil as their goal is. You have to make him look like a neo-Confederate. Yeah. So I put this this segment together because yeah. let's talk about Black Lives Matter as an organization because there's a lot of people out there that feel pressured into saying Black Lives Matter, which is fine. You can agree with that sentiment as would I think any average person in this country. What I don't agree with, and I know you agree with me on this, mm-hmm. is supporting the organization Black Lives Matter. Yes. Right? Yes. They They've – co-opted that in the entire you know overall movement into supporting this organization which 
is a completely Marxist, anti-American organization. I mean, and and this is not tinfoil hat, folks. They've admitted it on video. Gonna, oh, there's they're tape. Gonna, they're going to burn the country down if they don't get what they want. There's tape. They said that this, too. This really isn't about black lives. Yeah. Right? Listen to this. This is direct from Black Lives Matter's What We Believe section on their website. BLM wants to, quote, disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. The, the most striking and disappointing part of that is to disrupt the nuclear family structure. And no one put it better than Fox Sports 1's Marcellus Wiley, a black man himself, who ripped the NBA plan to paint Black Lives Matter on the court. But he dives into this point about the nuclear family and brings statistics to this. And it's a little bit of a long clip, but let's take a listen to this because he totally shreds that organization down to the last little ember of light. Marcellus, I'm gonna start with you. Yeah. Is this a good idea? Ah, it's not a good idea. Um, I do want to give the players credit for their flex to even get this to be more than just an idea, but something that's going to be in reality. I give the players that. Um, but there's a problem with when you start to go down this road of the freedom of expression, freedom of speech, and how much social space is allowed for those who don't support in that same space. And that's where I, I wonder where this is going to go. In terms of identity politics, we know what identity politics does. Uh, it, it divides and it polarizes. No matter how you want to look at it, that's just the effect of it, no matter how great the intentions are. And we all know the road to hell is paved with good intentions. intentions. So it's an interesting play right here. I don't know how many people really look into the mission statement of Black Lives Matter, but I did. And when you look into it, there's a couple things that jump out to me. And I'm a black man who's been black and my life has mattered since 1974. And this organization was founded in 2013. I'm proud of you. But I've been fighting this fight for me and for others a lot longer. Two things. My family structure is so vital and important to me. Not only the one I grew up in, but the one I'm trying to create right now. Being a father and a husband, that's my mission in life right now. How do I reconcile that, what I just told you, with this mission statement that says, quote, we dismantle the patriarchal practice. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement. When I know statistics, when I know my reality, forget statistics, I knew this before I even went to Columbia and saw these same statistics that I'm going to read to you right now. That children from single-parent homes versus two-parent homes. The children from the single-parent homes, this is in 1995 I was reading this. Five times more likely to commit suicide. Six times more likely to be in poverty. Nine times more likely to drop out of high school. Ten times more likely to abuse chemical substances. Fourteen times more likely to commit rape. Twenty times more likely to end up in prison. And 32 times more likely to run away from home. I knew that. You know why I knew it? Because a lot of my friends didn't have family structures that were nuclear like mine. And they found themselves outside of their dreams and goals and aspirations. So when I see that, or as a mission statement for Black Lives Matter, it makes me scratch my head. When I also see their mission is to eradicate white supremacy. In 2020, white supremacy is the mission. 
Woo, that's a lot of digging through minutia right there. I am on a show that I'm hosting along with another black guy who is hosting with me, who replaced another black guy. And that's just one example of it. So I understand, I respect your space. I respect what you're protesting for. But will you respect others who don't support that same protest? Oh, oh, yeah, he, he hits it right on the head. Because it's, and, and I, uh, we left out of this before the disrupt the Western yeah, yeah, yeah. the patriarchal society. Of yeah. course, you got to get that in there yeah. too. Yeah. But that's the truth. Yeah. Those are the facts, right? These people want to destroy yeah. American Western society and culture. Yeah. The family is so important. It is. So important. Look at, I mean, if, 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 let's, let's add, I mean, look, look at Asian American communities. Yeah. Where family, be, you know, you know, being a good parent are, trumps everything. Are, is is are considered very important values in life. I think, in fact, I think Asian Americans are the only demographic that in which that is a now uh, remains a majority held value. Yeah. Um. So and and, and you know the, the the statistics speak for themselves. But I thought that that was amazing. And, and, and listen, it's not to say that that single parent households are are failures or, or bad, but. You only you only have so many hours in a day. You right. know, these but super the, moms and super dads, they have to work, they have to pick up their kids. There's only so many hours in the day uh, for them to, you know, the statistics you know speak for themselves yeah, though. Yeah. It just makes a, a situation yeah. where that kid is more likely Absolutely. to fail or end up in jail or yeah. drop out of school yeah. or commit terrible crimes. Yeah. The, trying to break up the family yeah. is only a recipe to further encourage the nasty like vitriolic cycle yeah. of of black children being slighted in this country. Yeah. I mean, look at the education system, right? We need more charter schools. Yeah. President Trump said this is the civil rights issue of our time. A yeah. child should not be a child's future should not be determined by the zip code that they live in. Agreed. If and a parent wants to send a kid to a charter school, yeah. they should have the freedom to do and so. And almost everybody supports school choice. So, you know, it's it's a it's a winning issue. Yeah, it, but it's, let's yeah. let's dive further into this because mm-hmm. the Black Lives Matter organization is one of the most corrupt Marxist anti-American organizations that I've ever seen, and they they are outward with it now. We've seen on tape where the founders admit that they're trained Marxists and that they will burn the system to the ground if we don't give them exactly what they want. So, but I I do encourage everyone to go read Ken Blackwell's and Bernard Couric's Bernie Couric's column at Townhall.com titled, quote, Lawlessness, the Murder of Our Children and the Soul of America, because they hit on some of the same things that we're talking about right here. Quote, the Democrat Party has had decades to fulfill its promises to black Americans, but all it has delivered is crime-ridden cities bereft of economic opportunity. It's time to shake things up, show the extent of the DNC's failure, and expose Black Lives Matter Incorporated for the fraud that it is. With each passing day, both of us asked ourselves the same question. Where are the governors and mayors of these cities who took an oath of office to uphold the Constitution of the United States and keep residents safe from harm? Instead of upholding law and order, also known as doing their jobs, they turned a blind eye to the violence while praising the demonstrations that the radicals were using as cover. And this, this last part is, is hits on the message really that we're talking about here. Quote, 
The real systemic and deadly reality is that black men and women are being slaughtered in cities and communities of color around the country in numbers that can only compare to war zones in Iraq or Syria. And every single one of those cities has been run by Democrats in some cases for as long as 40 years. Yeah. yeah. And even the Atlanta mayor said something similar last night, which I was shocked when she said this. Yeah. She said, it's not police officers in the streets killing black men. It's it's black communities killing each other. And nobody wants to talk about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, she, she, everyone wants to talk about her throwing the Atlanta Police Department under the bus during well, Richard yeah. Brooks, which mm-hmm. is just, uh, I mean, whatever. But, yeah, I mean, I guess credit where credit is due when she said that. She's right. Abs- no, no, no. She's absolutely right. But, but I think she senses that – to truly tackle the problem of yeah. violence, yeah. you have to talk about these things. Yeah. And when, when you bring up black-on-black crime, everyone scatters. I don't understand it. The numbers are there. That's the numbers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what's going on in our cities. Yeah. The violence is not police officers going out onto their shift every day saying, boy, is there a black guy I could shoot right yeah. now? But that's what Black Lives Matter would make you believe. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, and then, and even then, even there, the numbers don't add up. It's unbelievable. In, term, in terms of in terms of lethal force numbers, it's unbelievable. Wow. And yeah. and over the past, uh, I guess it's uh, two months now, yeah. month and a half, two months that yeah. we've been talking about this. Yeah. There's been numerous, honestly, countless black lives lost as part of this violence just in general violence or as part of the riots or looting or destruction that are deemed not important by Black Lives Matter, right? Yeah. We, I mean, we've talked a lot about David Dorn, the retired St. Louis police captain that was shot and killed during the riots. Yeah. Italia Kelly, 22 of Davenport, Iowa. She attended a Black Lives Matter rally where she was shot trying to get into a friend's car. Marquise Toussaint, 22 also shot and killed. These are black lives. Yeah. Do they matter? But Black Lives Matter doesn't want to talk about this. No. Right? They only want to talk about it when it's a white cop involved. Yeah. And uh, credit, you have, to, you credit have to Ellie for finding all these yeah. sad stories. She's been really documenting it. So. Olu Watawan Salu, 19 in Tallahassee, Florida. Right? Yeah. Her body was also found with the 75-year-old Victoria Sims. Horace Lorenzo Anderson Jr., 19 of Seattle, whose uh, father you might have seen on Fox News. The teen was killed in the Seattle CHOP or CHAZ zone, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. Police couldn't get there and medics couldn't get there yeah. because they were blocked they were, by yeah, violent rioters. <laughs> Marvin Francois, 50 of Kansas City, Missouri, was killed when three men attempting to carjack him shot the father of four three times, leaving him to die in the street. Ugh. These are all black lives. Yeah. Do they matter? Yeah. Because Black Lives Matter sure as hell doesn't talk about it. What about the— They want to talk about defunding the police all the time. What about the close to 50 people, a majority of which were black, that were killed in our cities over the weekend? Yeah. Not a peep out nope. of Black Lives Matter. Nope. And, and there never will be. And Terry Crews, who is an actor in Hollywood, many of you may know him, yeah. uh, has Nine-Nine. been talking about these things and has been talking about, quote, are all white people bad? No. 
Are all black people good? No. Knowing this reality, I stand on my decision to unite with good people no matter the race, creed, or ideology. Given the number of threats against this decision, I also decide to die on this hill. That's what he tweeted. So then, of course, the outraged mob responds by calling him the N-word, Uncle Tom, or Uncle Terry, which is just disgusting. Uncle Terry, Jesus. HUD Secretary Ben Carson, a very famous black American, who has reached... Incredible heights due to the American dream. Yeah. Up the ladder of success yeah. came to his defense. Likening Cruz's words to those of MLK Jr. Carson said, quote, what did he advocate for? A colorblind society. He said, I dream of a time when people will be judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. I mean, isn't that yeah. what we should be striving for? Yeah. But instead, Black Lives Matter drives a racist message against white people. Yeah. They have openly said at many other protests, white people are not welcome. They have openly said that th they're basically running a black supremacist message. Yep. And Terry has tweeted about this in the past, and that was the first time that he came under fire. Yeah. And so Don Lemon Don had, had Terry Cruz had Terry Cruz on. And he said, I can't believe Don Lemon said this I last know, night know, because it's just truly unbelievable. Quote the Black Lives Matter movement was started because it was talking about police brutality. If you want an all-Black Lives Matter movement that talks about violence in communities, including, you know, black communities, then start a movement with that name. Oh, wow. Wow. I, I mean, I just— I mean, Don Lemon's a piece of shit to begin can't with. Can't believe, yeah. Yeah, I mean, And Terry Crews said, okay, but when I look— if they have more on their agenda, we need to ask them what else is on that agenda other than police brutality. And that's all I'm doing. Questioning, warning, watching. And if that bothers you, now that bothers me. And he's right. He's 100% right. Because they try to put all these other, you know, legislative and policy priorities into this BLM movement, but not the all Black Lives no, Matter. No. It only matters if they say it matters. And apparently it's a bit the arbitrary. people that we mentioned – and the the countless number of African Americans killed in Democrat run cities to them to Black Lives Matter don't matter. And just over the weekend, eleven year old Devon McNeil was shot and killed in Washington D.C. right here while watching fireworks with his family. Yeah. And his grandfather had a very important message, pleading with the criminals in our communities to stop the violence and killing of our of their own people. Yeah. Devon's grandfather, John Ayala, said, quote, everyone is saying they're just tired, tired of shootings in the community. They're destroying lives. We've been protesting for months, for weeks, saying Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter seems like only when a police officer shoots a black person. What about all the black on black crime in the community? And we've seen it time and time again. Yeah. Minority businesses destroyed yeah. by Black Lives Matter riots. Yeah. Minneapolis, right? especially. Yep. And... Then you have now kind of the social justice warrior angle of this where it's trying to infect culture in other ways where now the NFL says that they will play the, quote, black national anthem before games. Uh, I, yeah. I, I don't know if that's such a good idea. <laughs> well, I mean, there's only one national anthem in this yeah, country, yeah. and it's the Star Spangled yes. Banner. But – Left-wing activists have now fully taken control of the NFL. And Burgess oh, yeah. Owens, yeah. 
who played for the NFL and is now the Republican candidate in Utah's 4th Congressional District, has wants nothing to do with this. He said, quote, <laughs> there is no black national anthem. Why does it feel like the country is trying to segregate again sometimes? And that is truly yeah. what it feels like. Oh, well, I mean, at, at colleges, they want black-only dorms and black-only spaces yeah. or, or people-of-color-only spaces. Yeah. It's just – it's, it's, well, it's, it's like, neo-apartheid. <laughs> it's like they're going back to, you know, the black drinking fountains yeah. and the black bathrooms. I thought we had gotten past that. Yeah. But apparently not. Well, well white and, people are unsafe. Remember, they're all horrible racists. They're but apparently, They need to resegregate. Right, right. The Democrats are going really for the prize here by nominating a man who called the former leader of the KKK, Robert, or Democrat Robert Byrd, you know, leader as in he was the exalted Cyclops. Who knows what the fuck that means? I won't, and, I won't lie. The KKK has some really interesting names for their image. Yeah, they got the Grand Wizard. <laughs> exalted, too, right? exalted they got the Grand Cyclops. Wizard or something? I want to be an Exalted Cyclops. Oh my god, no you but don't. But not at the KKK. <laughs> not the KKK. But just Exalted Cyclops. Just in general. Just in general. Put that on your business card. Yeah. I don't exalted even know what that means. Cyclops. It probably means bad. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, know. it just means senior editor. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 10 years ago today, Joe Biden delivered a eulogy for Senate segregationist and former KKK exalted Cyclops leader Robert Byrd. Yeah. He called him a mentor, a guide, and a friend. And Byrd once led a KKK chapter with 150 members. Yeah. So the Democrats have nominated a man who has very well-known ties to a leader of the KKK. Now imagine if the shoe was on the other foot yeah, and this was President oh, yeah. Trump. It would be it would be mayhem. Also, let's, Biden let's, called a Confederate group very fine people. I think people forget that. He did. He did. Wait, and then so, he criticized yeah, Trump for doing exactly. Yeah. So he, Biden has his own very fine people moment, but except ours was absolutely a media manufacturer. I was lie. about to say because media, when he read the transcript, yeah, when he criticizes Trump, it's just a lie. Yeah. So, so, but let's listen to a clip of all the nice things that he had to say about Robert Byrd. And he's not the only Democrat that has said very nice things about him either. As also noted, Robert C. Byrd was a parliamentary library, a keeper of the institution of the Senate, and he was the institution itself. But to me, and many people here today, like guys I see, Bill Bradley and Jim Sasser, who long left the Senate for greener pastures, and I hope better remuneration. We used to kid about that too, but I, uh, for a lot of us, he was a friend and he was a mentor and he was a guide. We have other Democrats like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. They made him the majority leader of the Senate. Yeah. So let's look at the facts here of what the Democrats really support, right? Because that's what we should be doing in the media. But the left-wing media covers for the Democrats no matter what. Yeah. And we will have plenty more on Black Lives Matter because there's a lot more to dig into there. But all of this just underlines the fact that we must re-elect President Trump. We absolutely must re-elect President Trump. And President Trump has a huge announcement for his top supporters. We will be celebrating the 2020 Republican National Convention this summer, and he wants you to enter for your chance to join him at the convention. If you win, the team will cover the flight, hotel, and give you VIP passes for yourself and a guest. All you have to do is text GUEST 
to 88022 today for your chance to meet President Trump at the convention. Again, that's guest, G-U-E-S-T, to 88022 to enter to win this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be his special guest. This message was paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. And now, this segment I have titled The Flight 93 Election. Because I've been doing a lot of thinking on this over the weekend, and there was a good piece I read on, where was it? I think it was Ricochet, about the Flight 93 election by Henry Raquette. I don't know if I'm saying his name correctly. But an excerpt here really describes what I've been thinking about this, and we're, we're going to talk more about it. So, quote, Way back in 2016, before we knew for sure that the Obama administration had weaponized the Department of Justice and was using it to tamper with an election and ultimately to undermine an incoming administration, the upcoming presidential election was described by some as a, quote, Flight 93 election. We should feel free to describe 2020 as another Flight 93 election and to do so unironically. It shouldn't be necessary. We should have a nation with two parties both committed to the survival of America as America and not as some progressive dream of an anarcho-socialist identitarian utopia. Unfortunately, that isn't our situation. So it's our job to retain control of the cockpit. And that really sums it up well because we have one man standing between us as freedom-loving Americans and the true America, what America really has been for the last 244 years, mm -hmm. and socialism, Marxism, communism, and the murderous liberal mob. And it was very obvious on July 4th when members of the Revolutionary Communist Party organized flag burnings in cities across the country. <laughs> To coincide with Independence oh, Day, God. to protest not only the country but the Trump administration and to exercise their, quote, right to burn the American flag. And, you you know, you could argue that that right is had. I don't know that I agree with President Trump about jail for flag burners, but it shows what they truly believe. Yeah. And they believe that they want to take down the country. They want to take down the country more than ever before. They had flag burnings in Los Angeles, Chicago, yeah. New York City, Washington, D.C. Where all the communists live. Yeah. Of course. So, yeah. As they burned the flag, the protesters chanted, One, two, three, four, slavery, genocide, and war, five, six, seven, eight, America was never great. Yeah. And if you truly believe that America was never great, then I don't know that you can consider yourself to be an American. Because we're the greatest country in the we world. Are. We've done more to advance freedom, liberty, yeah. and the human condition around the world also, than any other country ever. We're also back-to-back -back world war champs. That's true. We fought two world wars to yeah. save the rest of the world yep. from oppressive fascism, Nazism, the Japanese, communism. I mean, you could, you could go on Take and on, pick. right? Take your pick. Take your pick. And so it, it really, you know, is do-or-die time and... I hope that everyone recognizes that even if you haven't been an active campaigner in the past, it's time to really step up and fight. We need people to do phone calls. We need to donate money. You need to talk to your neighbors, your friends, your coworkers, anyone you can. And we need to get out there and vote because this isn't an election you could sit on the sidelines. No. And... Uh, the Trump campaign had a roaring success over the weekend, despite an unconventional 4th of July. 
You know, obviously where parades and other festivities were canceled. Mm -hmm. The Trump team had a successful national weekend of action. Nearly 10,000 Trump campaign volunteers knocked on over 340,000 doors and made over 1.7 million phone calls to potential voters. This weekend alone, volunteers registered nearly 4,000 new voters and more than 50. 52,000 voters across the nation interacted with vote.gop website including registering online updating the registration or requesting a ballot and that is important if you're not registered to vote obviously you should do so but if your registration is outdated you need to update that or if you need to request an absentee ballot if you'll be out of town on election day or if you're unable to go vote you can do so as well and again Trump is the only thing standing between us and socialism and the liberal mob. And we're 120 days from the election. We need to stand up and fight together or we're going to lose this country we know as America forever. Yeah. And it's very important that we all stand and fight together. And President Trump has a huge announcement for his top supporters just like you. We will be celebrating the 2020 Republican National Convention this summer, and he wants you to enter for your chance to join him at the convention. If you win, the team will cover the flight, hotel, and give you VIP passes for yourself and a guest. All you have to do is text GUEST to 88022 today for your chance to meet President Trump at the convention. Again, that's GUEST, G-U-E-S-T, to 88022 to enter to win this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be his special guest. This message was paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. And uh, before we move on here quickly, I wanted mm-hmm. to get your thoughts on that. Yeah. On just how vital it is and how apt the comparison is to the Flight 93 election. Because I think this, compared to 2016, is... 20 times more important it is as far as yeah. the direction well, of the because country because things were very different for very di- years well, ago. In, in, in the sense that we'd be that that a a large a significant segment of the intelligence community and the department of justice were weaponized against this president so um, well yeah and i'm more so, i'm more so mean just the political views of the left how oh, far left they yeah. marched yeah, you know yeah, yeah. there's oh, no moderate democrats yeah, yeah. there's anymore. no there's, there's no moderate democrats it is it, it like we said this before in the podcast but there's definitely more to come on Obamagate, yeah, and that's going to come yes. this summer. Yeah. Excellent, yeah. Durham, Durham, the Durham probe is still ongoing, yep. but uh, yeah, no, it, it's really, uh, 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 <laughs> it's clear that it's between anarchy and order, mm-hmm. between prosperity and economic destitution, between freedom of speech and and intellectual persecution, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term, the erasure of our history. They're winning. I mean, folks in in Seattle, I believe, I believe the white. City workers went to what appears to be a re-education camp. Yeah, I saw that. Did you see that? It's bad. So, bad. I mean, you know, when, when Trump was talking about, you know, the And that's left, the colleges that we're sending our kids yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, they, they've graduated. You know, and, and when Trump said at Mount Rushmore that the left is leading a, a cultural revolution, it is. This is what Mao did. I mean, there was more guns and more death in yep. China. But, but, but this is a soft version of that. And if you want... To put inject steroids into this into these horrid narratives and trends, you you go out there and you vote for Joe Biden, uh, or or the and, and the and the Democratic Party. But mm-hmm. if you want to maintain the freedom and and being proud to be American and, and just being normal, I think honestly forget politics. It just this is just normalcy. This yeah. is now sentient beings versus the lizard people. If you just <laughs> if, if, if you want to to remain normal and be proud of this country and, and not live in fear that uh, 
you know, um, you might get canceled for this, that, and the other. Vote oh, for, yeah. You gotta vote for Trump. And not only gotta canceled, vote for Trump. Just lives ruined. Yeah. Totally ruined. Yeah. I mean, some of these people, they'll never be able to get another job no. ever again. No. Their lives have been ruined. They face death threats, they face <laughs> violence. Yeah. I mean, you've seen in the streets where they block the highways and then yeah. go car to car assaulting yeah. people. Yeah. Someone got shot recently. Someone, you know, I guess someone, got, someone got run over. Yeah. Uh, actually, it was a it was a black driver who ran over a white BLM protester, I yeah. believe, which is the, just the seat of irony. Mm -hmm. But the left kills. I think that's another thing. The left kills. Yeah. Now, these protests are killing people. You got their, 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 their economic agenda kills jobs and prosperity. Yep. And they like killing babies. They just kill. All right? <laughs> well, I saw a Babylon Bee article this death. morning that said... Uh, a country that kills 3,000 babies a day wants to say that they've uh, a whole new morality on society <laughs> as they tear down Columbus yeah, statues. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's just unbelievable. And uh, yeah. it's interesting that you mentioned jobs because yeah. we did get some amazing jobs numbers on Friday. Mm -hmm. And Oh, great job uh, numbers on Friday. Let's, let's listen first before I give you these great numbers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's listen first to what Rachel Maddow, who is nothing more than a – tinfoil hat uh, of the commies, what I like to call yeah, her, yeah. eats crow after wrongly predicting terrible jobs numbers for June. Let's listen to this. Uh, we're actually going to get the um, jobless numbers, the unemployment numbers for the month of June a day earlier than we would otherwise expect them. So we would usually get those on a Friday. They're going to come out tomorrow. That'll tell us unemployment figures uh, for June. Brace yourself. It's going to be absolutely terrible. The jobs oh are going to be terrible. Oh right? The jobs numbers are going to yeah. be terrible, right? Yeah. Well, the next day, yeah. the U.S. added 4.8 million jobs and unemployment declined to 11.1%. Here's a breakdown of where those jobs are coming uh -huh. from. 2.1 million leisure and hospitality jobs, 740,000 retail jobs, 568,000 education and healthcare jobs, 357,000 service jobs, 356,000 manufacturing jobs. Consumer confidence is way up, way up. And these are record employment gains for the African-American and Hispanic yeah. communities. I like those manufacturing jobs because those create a lot of support jobs with that. Absolutely, so, absolutely. So yeah. Here's the thing, right? So I saw a lot of people in the leftist media saying, well, President Trump shouldn't be celebrating this because that's like spiking the football when you gain eight yards on third and 24. Well, here's the thing. President Trump built the greatest American economy we've ever seen one time. Then the Chinese virus comes in, and I will call it the Chinese virus forever because that's where it came from. Chinese we're plague. Not, we're not going to let them whitewash where this came from for their white, bullshit. White, whitewash. <laughs> oh, can you say that anymore now? And there might be a uh, – I can't say Oh, that. one second. Let's, we'll, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about the banned words list in a few yeah. minutes because I do want to talk about that. But they're trying to – Make up as if this virus came from Europe, right? Oh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, you yeah. see them trying to say, oh, well, it wasn't New York that seeded the entire nation's outbreak, even though it was, right? Yeah. And Andrew Cuomo's done such a great yeah. job up in uh, New yeah, York, yeah, right? Yeah. And same thing Grim with Ray Murphy in New Jersey. Yeah. Not like they have, you know, thirty to 40,000 body bags just from their, their nursing homes because yeah. they put infected COVID patients into the nursing homes, yeah. right? But where the vulnerable live. 
by the this, way. This speed of this recovery, this speed of this economic recovery so far has yeah. surprised me greatly. As someone who follows the financial market significantly and follows these economic numbers, and uh, one of my uh, good friends and loyal listeners of the podcast, Harrison, also follows those economic numbers much more yeah. down to the detail than I do. The speed of this recovery so far has been absolutely spectacular. It's V-shaped. It is. It's going to be V-shaped. And I think, uh, yeah. So it is. You hope Next jobs report, I think you're going to see unemployment go below 10%, yeah. which is astounding because leftist economists were, were predicting that we wouldn't see below 10% unemployment until yeah. the middle of next year. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So when they tell you that the sky is falling yep. on the economy, don't listen. Yeah. Because – the people in America still trust President Trump to make and remake the greatest yeah. American economy. And I love when he says, yeah. we made the greatest economy once, and we're going to yeah. do it again. And there's something else you forgot about this, uh, that we have to add to this jobs point. He said 80% of small businesses have reopened. Yeah, in our absolutely. So, and you got this, and I know that we were going to, you know, uh, we got the this resurgence in coronavirus cases, but still... Over half the country is either has either reopened or is still reopening, so I agree with you. I think yeah, that, I, think, gonna, I, I think the jobs numbers are, are going to be pretty good uh, for next, for um, July as well. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the uh, the coronavirus numbers in a minute yeah, because I think speech codes, though, what they're right? doing. Yeah, yeah, so I, remember, I mean, remember that. Yeah. So we have these new uh, speech codes that are coming out, right? <laughs> and it's banning words and phrases, which are nearly everyday use words and phrases, right? Uh, master bedrooms in our homes can't say that anymore. What uh, what we what do we call it then? The main bedroom. The main yeah, bedroom. Yeah, yeah. What is and, this uh, Oceania? I know. And then you have uh, blacklists and whitelists as far as uh, computing and other kinds uh, of things like that okay. development, right? Sold down the river. Can't say that anymore. Uh, words like slave and master can never, ever say that anymore, right? So it's it's pretty unbelievable, right? I uh, knew that was going to happen. I wrote it. That actually did pretty well. I wrote about that. They say the Masters, yeah. Yeah. the Masters tournament. The tournament can't, can't, can't happen anymore. Nope, can't happen there. Uh, the peanut gallery. Apparently Wait, that's racist, that too. Wait, how is that racist? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, they just say that uh, Grand- it has something oh to do God. with black people. You can't people, say yeah. grandfathered in when it, when it comes to law. Oh, no grandfathered oh, in. Oh, no. No of that. Yeah. Cakewalk? Nope. Not allowed. Yeah. Lynch mob? Nope. Not allowed. <laughs> well, I, th- I think that one might have some grand. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fair. I, I mean, but uh, it's still I bullshit. Still like it's still, I know, me too. It's still, still like bullshit, but I will, let's, 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 okay, let's okay. play ball. Then here. uppity. That's totally fine. Uh, yeah, well, apparently, uh, you've you know. been a bit uppity. <laughs> God, <laughs> Django, what a movie! Um, black ball or black mark? Nope, not allowed. Oh not allowed. Then, and that was just on CNN's list, right? Oh God! Because yes. then, and I just got a pop up yeah, for Don, Don Lamont. Don Lamont. Um, but then, us. but then Twitter put out its own list, oh, right? God. Of oh, not that. only. Of not only racist words, but of sexist words. Because you can't genderize anything anymore, at least according to them. All right, so we got it here. And this is what Twitter put out, right? Twitter put this out. We're starting a set of words that we want to move away from using in favor of more inclusive language. Okay. 
We already talked about whitelist and blacklist and master and slave and grandfather. Mm-hmm. Gender pronouns, example, you guys. Nope. Folks, people, you all, y'all. Gendered pronouns, not allowed anymore. He, him, his, her, hers, not allowed. See? They, <laughs> they, them, and their. Oh, my okay? God. And remember, remember, because the left always says when you use the term them, you're making an argument that they are the evil people. Oh, you remember they make that argument all the time, yeah. right? Well, now it's okay, right? So oh, okay. they and them, they can go fuck themselves. Uh, and man hours, not allowed anymore. Yeah. Person hours has to be person if hours. If someone says, I'm, I'm, not, I'm never saying person yeah. hours. Yeah, then you got sanity check. Oh, my God. Not allowed. Quick check. Confidence check. Coherence check. Those are the ones that I you should I used to go to using. a quick check in New Jersey. Yeah, that was a brand in New Jersey. Yeah. Spelled differently. <laughs> yep. uh, and then dummy value. Oh, I see. Uh, right there. It says right there. Retarded yeah. value. Retarded value. <laughs> that's, that's, what what it says. that's what it says. <laughs> retarded value. Well, this whole list of words is retarded. I'll tell you that. It because uh, it's, it's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and this is the speech code bullshit that we've been talking about for a long time for a really long time and it's only going to continue to get worse but don't give into their bullshit when they say you can't say something just say it usually that means you should say it twice as much yeah you should say it just say it Um, let's talk quickly about some corona stuff here so new study out a credible study shows that hydroxychloroquine saves lives Ex- wait, wait. Yeah. I was told right, that right, this was right. a dangerous, dangerous drug that caused heart problems and killed people. Mm-hmm. And it exposes why the media attacked Trump over it. Yeah. Because remember, the media ripped the president for touting hydroxychloroquine, well, he, he a drug just, that's been around for years. He merely mentioned it, so that's what caused yep. the attack. And in a peer-reviewed study of 2,541 patients hospitalized at Michigan's six Henry Ford hospitals during the coronavirus peak, Scientists found that the drug, quote, cut the death rate significantly without heart-related side effects. So Mm. President Trump was proven correct there. Of course, the media will never say that he was correct. So it reduced the the, the death toll by half. Yep. Pretty much. And you now have the L.A. mayor admitting the obvious that anti-police and Black Lives Matter protests vastly contributed to the rise in COVID-19 cases. But the experts said that the protests had no bearing whatsoever on the spike in COVID cases. Yep. Oh, yeah, of course. The same experts who said we have to stay inside and the same experts who said, what are you doing inside? Go out there and protest. It's fine. It's moral urgency. Right. Well, I hear people talking about Houston, right? And if you look at the chart as far as when the cases increased, it was just a couple days after the massive spike in BLM protests. So... Very it's, clear what it's happened a mystery. here. And mystery. again, again, don't let them whitewash it. Yeah. And I'll say that phrase forever. <laughs> um, some good coronavirus news, yeah. which won't be reported, no. because we've gone from talking about hospitalizations and deaths to raw cases, yeah. right? Not counting for the fact that our testing capacity in this country is second to none yeah. across the world. It's great. We are testing almost, we have the ability to test. Yeah. More than three yeah. quarters of a million people 
every yeah. single it's day. It's almost to the point where, you know, slow down on the testing. Yeah. We have <laughs> we have not enough people to test at this yeah. point, right? Yeah. And that's why these tests are spiking. And yeah. they also don't talk about the fact as much that the spikes are happening solely in younger age groups, yeah. which are acting more recklessly and going out to bars yeah. without masks bars, and social distancing. Bars appear to be like the point source for all the, the, yeah. the, the, yeah. the 21 and over. What was it? The 21 yeah. to 36 range? And regardless, yeah. because of this massive increase in number of cases, you would expect hospitals and deaths to be overrun. No. Not so much. Nope. Not even close. Death rate hasn't spiked. Whereas before, the, all tra- three charts were moving together, there's yeah. now a complete divergence yeah. on hospitalizations and deaths, which have been rapidly declining. Just yesterday, we saw the lowest number of deaths in the United States since March. Yep. Okay. And hospitalization rates are the same since March, April. Yes. So. And further... We're now finding out that the fatality rate of the disease, at least for people under 65, mm-hmm. is way lower than we thought. Yeah. Way, way lower than we thought. And the number of deaths on Sunday was 209, which was down 23% from the previous week. Yeah. So, okay? yeah. This... So, as you said last week yep. in your column on Town yeah. Hall, don't buy into the panic yeah, porn. Yeah, panic porn. All, because, don't ignore the hardcore action. That is being shoved down our throats by the, regarding this this this, 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 this virus. <laughs> well, the leftist media sees what's happening here. Yeah. They see that things are reopening. They see the economy is coming roaring back to life. Yeah. Roaring back to life. So get back inside. Exactly. Get back inside. Yep. Get back inside. And you know it, it's it's it, again you know how the media basically thinks that uh, somehow or another thinks that all classified information must be true. With COVID, all new cases must mean new deaths. No. It's not how it no. works. In fact, the you may number, want that to be true, which is disgusting. Right. But I mean, it's and, not the case. and deaths is a lagging indicator, so we'll yeah. see what happens over the next few weeks. Yeah. But but it's been two weeks since those spikes, man. Right. Well, since the spikes low. have started. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, we have lower uh, lower amount of hospitalizations as far as how many days they're in the hospital if they do yeah. get hospitalized. Most of the numbers are encouraging. Yeah. Right. And I just find it very funny that states like New York and New Jersey, who bitched at the beginning of the outbreak that states didn't want to let people from New York and New Jersey come to their states and threatened to sue, are now saying, you can't come to our states. Oh, I, I know, I know. Isn't that funny? That's really rich. I know. It's really rich. And The mecca of the U.S.-based outbreak doesn't want other people coming. They seeded the entire country's yeah, outbreak. Exactly. And the New York Times reported it. Yep. So there's no – this is not like a right-wing uh-huh. tinfoil hat thing. Yep. And, you know. It can all be traced. So we'll keep following this, of course. Yeah. But uh, all I will say is I went outdoor dining on Friday night. Oh, yeah. And it was great. Happy birthday, Mrs. P. Oh, yeah. It's her birthday bir- today. Yeah. Oh, it's her birthday. birthday. Oh, happy yeah. birthday. And we – had a great time. There was great social distancing. Yeah. No problem whatsoever, right? Things like that can be done, right? Yeah. Uh, America's industries and entrepreneurs are adapting. Yes. Okay? And then, But then you see things happen like in New Jersey where the governor, they call him King Murphy up there, by King the way. Murphy. They're not happy. That's fine. And <laughs> they say, he says, okay, well, indoor dining can open at like a 25% capacity, oh, right? My God. So all these restaurants – Go out and rehire their people. Uh-huh. They order food. They make modifications to the inside of the restaurants. They have massive stockpiles of food. They yep. do advertising. Yep, yep. And then two days before it's supposed to happen, King Murphy says, nope, yeah. not allowed. Well, listen, you, everybody there should defy King Murphy. 
Well, I think that's what's going to happen, yeah. right? There's no appetites for second lockdowns no, in this country. No. Things we just we just need to adapt, yeah. right? Yeah. And if these numbers are correct as far as fatality rate, yeah. uh, as horrible as it sounds, yeah. it may be that the virus has already run through most of the most vulnerable population. Yeah. And in fact, MIT did a study if our response was solely dedicated resources to the most vulnerable, i.e. nursing homes, yeah. the elderly, the sick, the those with comorbidities and, and whatnot. We could have saved twice as many lives. Instead, we mm-hmm. focused on this, this broad approach and we, we shut down the schools. Kids don't really spread this, folks. You have, you have medical societies in Germany saying that pre-K, child uh, daycare centers and whatnot should reopen as soon as possible and unrestricted. Well, the head of the CDC right? said this morning it's – Worse if we keep the schools closed than open them in the yeah. fall. Yeah, I mean, so, and that's a good thing that that kids don't get it. I think yeah. that's a good thing. So yep. basically, it's the very elderly. It's those who've had who are fighting cancer, had organ transplants, uh, various uh, you know uh, uh, diabetes and whatnot. Folks who have always been susceptible to diseases since the beginning of time. Yeah, who should be protected and maybe a little more careful. But everybody else should. Pro- mm-hmm. And you know what? And honestly, that that might be the most no- the, the most angering part about this is that maybe we didn't need a lockdown maybe we just had to just maybe wear a mask and have uh reduced capacity in some locations and yeah. gyms and stuff and we probably could have been fine and and you know i know the ppp saved 51 million jobs but maybe a lot more could have been spared um we'll find yeah, out lots, in due time lots of businesses destroyed by this time. but um so real quickly here before we get yeah. to the sleepy joe gaffes of the day yeah. um real quick if we should be defunding anything we should defund the un yes because uh just recently the un air quote human rights council voted to endorse china's anti-human rights crackdown in hong kong and what they're doing in hong kong has essentially uh trampled the treaty that they were bound to until at least 2047 as far as the uh, one country, two systems arrangement when the British handed over Hong Kong to China. They're rounding people up. They're rounding up the pro-freedom activists. And uh, who knows what's going to happen to those poor people. And we stand with the pro-freedom Hong Kongers. And But I don't think that anything good's going to happen over there. No. China has a abysmal human rights record, even though Joe Biden loves them. Yeah. Uh, and so does Hunter Biden, mind you. Where's um, Hunter? But uh, I, I think that the the bad thing, the, they're going to round everybody up. Yeah, I are. mean, that's what's I happening mean, now. Hong and, Kong's going to be taken. Yeah, it's, it's not good. And now, after Boris Johnson offered those that were eligible to come to the UK because of that arrangement, China now says that they may block that from happening at all. Oh, that's great. So That's good. Great. Those poor people great. over there, they just want freedom. Freedom. China is asshole. And I was just about to say, Mr. Producer, <laughs> cue up my favorite clip. Donald Trump don't trust China. China is asshole. Donald Trump don't trust China. Yeah. China is asshole. <laughs> and that is the best message that we can, can take we away from that. Can we get that on a t-shirt? We should. We Katie should. has that on a t-shirt. Oh, nice. Um, okay, so let's talk about Sleepy Joe real quick here before we wrap up. Yeah. Few gaffes. Apparently, they can't get a good Wi-Fi connection for the man who wants to be president. Let's take a listen to that clip. Coronavirus tested treatment vaccine for anyone free. And a fight to give every child a card. Well, 
<laughs> I have my X. I know why there's a terrible Wi-Fi and, connection. Yeah, so they're they trying can, to hide something. Well, it's also so that they can blame it in the case that they need to cut the feed, which yeah, they've exactly. done multiple times. Yeah, cut already. the feed when the uh, the when the um, pod person's ear starts to melt. <laughs> what? Who said that? Oh my! Next but not least, uh, does Joe Biden know who he is? Roll that clip. Good afternoon, everyone. As uh, Lily already indicated, I'm Joe Biden's husband. Joe Biden. <laughs> I'm Joe Biden's husband, <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> and last but not least, we have now new calls mounting for Biden to release the results of the cognitive test that he says that he is constantly going under. And why is he constantly being tested? Are his doctors worried about well, his mental probably, cognitive He probably abilities? went to go get the mail with no pants on, so they probably had to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you, you know, and this isn't an official diagnosis because we're not allowed to do that, but yeah. I can tell you as someone whose grandmother had severe dementia and watched it progress from just starting to the very advanced stages, he has now moved from the beginning stages into the middle part. And once you get to the middle part, there's really not much going back on that. No. There's no, there's no cure for that disease, and... Do we really want a man who doesn't know what day of the week it is yeah. in charge of the nuclear codes? Yeah. Because we heard an awful lot out of the left about President Trump's mental abilities, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And how, oh, he slurred one of his words in the speech. Yeah. He's done. Well, if we, that was fair we game. We have a novel on Joe Biden. Yeah, right. If that was fair game, yeah. then this is certainly fair game. It is game. definitely fair and game. And you can't even compare the two. I mean, President Trump can take an hour of questions yeah. and come up with results on the fly. Joe Biden can't even do a scripted no. event where the questions were pre-selected and the answers in. were pre-written. Yeah. And he can't even read off a no, sheet of paper he can't correctly. Do that. He doesn't know what state he's in. He doesn't know what office he's running for. I mean, I think over. I think I saw a poll. Over half the country thinks that he already has dementia. So let's do it, right? President Trump. Took a cognitive test yeah. at the uh, uh, Walter Reed. Yeah, the most luxurious co right? cognitive test there is. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the doctor said he aced it, right? Yeah. So let's have Joe Biden take the same test and let's see what the doctor. I want it, and to I say. want I want it live streamed. Yeah, I want it well, live streamed. I'd totally be okay yeah. with both of them going in to take the same exact test and we get video of it. Yeah, because I can tell you without a doubt that you know President Trump may be getting up there in age. But he still has yeah. his wits about him. Well, because no drinking, no drugs, no smoking. Yeah. It helps. He's done a great job. And we have to keep this dementia-ridden guy who's being elder abused because the Democrats are so hungry for power that this is what they will do. Yeah, that poor actor that they hired to impersonate Joe <laughs> Biden for all this. He must be being abused all the time. Given the well, fact. it was funny because he was looking pretty rough last week. Yeah. He's got, you know, age spots everywhere yeah. and his head was like partially bruised yeah. up. They put some good makeup on him the next yeah. day, I'll tell you that. Or might have been a different pot might, person. It might have been different, yeah. The it, pot it person might have been, been expiring. It, yeah, you know? it could have been the other model, you know. It's, it's, it's – uh, <laughs> But I will tell you that this further underlines the fact that we must reelect President Trump. And President Trump has a huge announcement for his top supporters. We will be celebrating the 2020 Republican National Convention this summer, and he wants you to enter for your chance to join him at the convention. If you win, the team will cover the flight, hotel, and give you VIP passes for yourself and a guest. All you have to do is text GUEST to 88022 today for your chance to meet President Trump at the convention. Again, that's GUEST. G-U-E-S-T 
888-382-88022 to enter to win this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be his special guest. This message was paid for by Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated. Last but not least, we wanted to give a shout-out to our good friend JFATSR1S1 for giving us a great five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Never bend the knee ever. One of the best political podcasts going. This show is a breath of fresh air from the hyper-liberal, lamestream media. Yeah. And thank you for the shout-out in saying we were 100 million miles ahead on the curve on the woo flu. Uh, Kung that, flu! That was one of our goals, is to prepare the people who listen to our show. And hopefully that did help you out, as we knew that the Chinese virus would eventually rear its ugly head here. And, and I got, think... They got another one brewing, by the way. There is another one yeah, brewing, potentially, so. yeah. But Shit. I like how I like how you know Fauci and who knows not a lot yeah. of people trust him really anymore yeah. because of his uh, back and forth answers. But yeah. he did say that that is not a uh, immediate threat, and I'm like, okay, so you're oh. saying it's a threat, but it's not an immediate threat. Yeah. 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 So so I also think bold prediction here yeah. that as the summer goes on, we will find out that this was let out of China purposefully. Oh, all right. And that because of the skewing of killing off old people, they were fine with letting it ravage their country first yeah. before letting it out. Yeah. Because they suspended all domestic flights, but they kept letting those international flights yeah, get out yep. there. And like you said, when everyone's losing, China's China winning. wins. And that and that's what we're going to wrap up with today. Yeah. Of course, feel free to email us, triggered at townhall.com. We love hearing from all of you. Uh, you follow us on Twitter at TriggeredTHM. You can follow our personal accounts as well. We love hearing from all of our fans. Thank you so much for sticking with us through thick and thin. And let's get out there and win, win, win this fall. Because let me tell you, the idea of a Biden shell person presidency uh, who really will be the vice president that will be running the show. And yeah. some of the names being tossed around for that are very, very scary. Yeah. And a Pelosi and Schumer congressional leadership. If they get all three, uh, say goodbye to America as yeah. we know it. So we got to get out there and fight, guys. Vote, have support, to, donate. have to win. Knock on doors. We'll be back here on Thursday for another episode of Tribute. See you then.